0: And blessings, dear friends in the spirit. 111 is Eddie Luisi. How are you? Happy, merry, blessed Christmas. Ho ho ho! Christmas time is here. I love the Charlie Brown music. That is my our favorite music. Um, so I hope you had a nice holiday. I am recording this the day after. December 26. So with that in mind, the theme is called Christmas Time is Here. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to read a little reflection about today, that the work of Christmas begins now. Then I'm going to read some reflections on Christmas, and then I'm going to go backwards and read some reflections on Christmas Eve, and then I'm going to go back again to winter solstice. So I'm kind of working my way back from the 26th, 25th, 24th, 21st. Um, This is season two, episode 39. So let's begin with three minutes a day, Christopher Book books the work of christmas begins and like i said this is today's reflection the 26 i'm looking at my levels my meters and sometimes it's loud sometimes it's not <laughs> okay here we go author theologian and civil rights leader howard thurman wrote a moving poem that reminds us that christmas is not over once December 25th has passed. In fact, that's when the work of Christmas truly begins, Thurman wrote. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. And from James 2:14 to 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but you do not have works? Can faith save? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. And the little prayer, guide me in doing the work of Christmas every day, Jesus. So I guess we all get that, right? And and I work in New York City and I see homeless people all the time. And there are times I give them food. Um, I used to give them money. I don't do that anymore. And there are times I just drive by and I say a little blessing. And I'm hoping the little blessing is good too. But but deeds really do help. So if you can help, if you could, you know, lend a neighbor, a homeless person, a family member, um, not just pray for them, but physically be there for them also. I think that's a wonderful thing. That's the work after Christmas, right? The, when, when the work actually begins. Okay, so now I'm going to start with some Christmas reflections, and then I'll keep on going backwards. This is also from Three Minutes a Day, The Christophers, Dropping the Security Blanket. A Charlie Brown Christmas has been an annual TV favorite for over 50 years, owing largely to the story's inclusion of the religious element of the season. Peanuts creator Charles M. Schultz made sure to keep Christ in Christmas. Though writer and musician John Swarovski had seen the animated special many times, he noticed something new when re-watching it in 2015. Wherever he goes, the character Linus carries a security blanket to make himself feel safe. But when Linus is reciting the story of Jesus' birth from the Gospel of Luke, he drops the blanket when he quotes the line, Fear not. Writing for the website Crosswalk, Sarowski observed it is pretty clear what Charles Schultz was saying. The birth of Jesus allows us to simply drop the false security we have been grasping so tightly and learn to trust and cling to him instead. In the midst of fear and insecurity, the simple cartoon image from 1965 continues to live on as an inspiration for us to seek true peace and true security in the one place it has always been and can always still be found. And from Luke 2.10, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy. And the little prayer, may your presence be my greatest security blanket, Prince of Peace. I'm going to read from Science of Mind, and this was December 24th also. Treasuring each of us as the bloom. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And that was from the Gospel of Luke and from Ernest Holmes. Christ means the universal idea of sonship, of which each is a member. That is why we are spoken of of, as members of that one body, and why we are told to have that mind in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Here's a couple little paragraphs. Jesus was the flower of his family and humanity. Blossoms are the beauty of the plant, what the entire plant works for and supports the flower, the bloom, is the essence of the plant. And I can imagine that once the flower blooms, the entire plant celebrates. Families are like plants, and each individual member is the blossom too. The entire family is held in each member. In essence, each of us in the bloom of the family And whether it's apparent or not, the family celebrates our appearance. Because of this, we are each given the opportunity to bloom just as we are. In fact, it's important for us to do the work of blooming because that's why we are here. We are each meant to be here whether the family story supports this or not. The story of Christmas is the story of the birth of each I am. I am born to manifest the rightful and true story of my life. No matter the appearance, the entire universe celebrates my birth and the birth of every I am. Can I do the same? And the affirmation, the entire universe celebrates my birth. An unexpected Christmas blessing, once again from three minutes a day. Every year, our Sunday visitor newspaper invites its readers to send in their favorite Christmas memories for publication. In 2018, Michael Shearer of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania recalled a time during the 1980s when he had lost his regular job at a local steel company and was struggling to support his wife and five children. Shearer wrote, It was going to be another bleak Christmas when the phone rang. It was our priest, Father Ed, and he told me to bring our old station wagon down to the church. He then proceeded to tell me to load up the car with neatly wrapped presents, a lot of them, a new bike and few boxes full of food, A family had anonymously adopted us for Christmas. When I brought the treasures home, the kids actually squealed with delight and my wife cried. We then proceeded to have the finest Christmas in memory. I was ever so thankful to God, Father Ed, and the family that did this. They gave and we received, but the glory went to Almighty God who blessed a destitute family with a very meaningful Christmas. And from 2 Corinthians 9, 10, he who supplies bread for food will increase the harvest of your righteousness. And the little prayer, Holy Spirit, guide me, guide my giving this holiday season. And remember, the work of Christmas starts now. Christmas is over, and I hope I pray you pray you had a, a nice Christmas and I know Omicron, Omicron is around and some people are not gathering or did not gather with families but hopefully there were some nice times, some, some giving of gifts, giving of love, giving of food, giving of each other, giving of stories but now's the time also this whole year to give of ourselves and, and to donate our time, treasures and talents. This is received from daily practice, sacred reading, and meditation. All experiences on earth are to teach us the meaning of love. All relationships on earth are meant to teach us the meaning of love. Everything that takes place for the education of the soul is to teach us the meaning of love. Because love is the power that shakes the universe and sounds the one pure tone that gives to every human being the freedom to embrace their own divine presence, their own divine plan. And that was received from Mark L. Prophet. Okay, I'm going back to Christmas Eve. This is received from DailyWord.com Unity. I followed divine light toward rebirth and renewal. A new birth is on the horizon as I follow faithfully the guiding light of spirit. I anticipate the joyful awakening of a renewed sense of oneness with the indwelling Christ presence. I hold the intention today to imagine myself in the Christmas story. What does a journey to Bethlehem mean to me? I look inward. I may sit in silence as I hold this question in my heart whether I will enjoy a quiet day alone or a busy day of preparations and activities. I reverently embrace this prelude to rebirth. I honor myself with the gift of reflection. In the Gospel of Luke, the shepherds took no gifts to Bethlehem other than their humble presence, their very beings. Likewise, I bring the gift of myself, my open and receptive mind, soul, and body. And from Luke 2.15, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem. Another little prayer, another little story from three minutes a day. A prayer in the stable. In 1939, actor David Niven volunteered for the British Army in the early days of World War II and was commissioned a second lieutenant and given command of a platoon due to his military experience he wrote in guideposts the 40 men served under me though were not thrilled to be led by an actor on christmas eve the platoon fla- found themselves housed in a shabby stable because they were shipping out the next day already uncomfortable Niven wondered if he should follow his lifelong ritual of kneeling down by his bed and saying a simple prayer before going to bed. He worried that his men might see it as a final evidence of a Hollywood flamboyance. Finally, he wrote, I summoned up my courage and knelt by my bunk. As I prayed, there was some snickering at first, but it soon died away. When I finished and lay down on the straw, I looked rather sheepishly around the stable and saw at least a dozen soldiers kneeling quietly and praying in their own way. It was not the first time God had entered a stable and touched the hearts of men. And from 1 Timothy 2.8, I desire then that in every place the men should pray. And the women, of course, right? And the prayer may never be embarrassed to pray to you, Lord. From Neil Donald Walsh, On this day of your life, I believe God wants you to know that this is the eve of the birth of the Christ as you. It is a rebirth, of course, for the Christ has always been there. On the special eve, may you experience that present in you as you through your sharing of the love that has been brought to you directly from God. The wonderful gift of Christmas is that it is not a one-day or one-time experience, but lasts a whole year through and thanks to you. You are the gift, and as you give, so you shall receive. Love your friend, Neil Donald Walsh. Sounds like this recurring Christmas time prayer is about love. The gift is love, the love of of God sending his only begotten son Jesus to the earth, the love of of Jesus's parents, his earthly parents Mary and Joseph, the love of family, the love of gatherings for Christmas and Christmas Eve. Give. This is from dailyword.com. I am grateful as I give with joy. Giving is the key to living my fullest life. I eagerly accept my good with joy and appreciation, and I feel a deep desire to keep that joy alive by giving generously, serving humbly, and sharing without hesitation. I give with an open and caring heart, knowing that I am not just sharing material goods or even my time. I am sharing my love and care of God through my actions, answering the call to serve what I feel deep within my heart. I visualize the receiver blessed far beyond my gifts, perhaps inspired to give something of themselves in service. Giving gladdens me and draws me closer to those with whom I share my bounty. When I seize opportunities to share my time, talents, and treasures, I help create a world of generous abundance that is a gift to all. And from Proverbs 3.27, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to do it. So I'm going to end, again, from Science of Mind, but this was on December 21st, 2021. We had a couple 21s in there. The Soltis Altar of Light. And just to let you know, I like to, you know, I visualize numbers and see numbers, and I feel as though it's kind of like, okay, pay attention, Ed, and I'll go into Google and look up sacred... um, sacred numbers or angel numbers. And I took the the 1221, 1221. And the meaning is time to make a change. There comes a time in all of our lives that means change should happen. Seeing angel number 1221, which was the winter solstice, may be a sign that change is needed in your life, and it is up to you to make it. Sometimes life forces change upon us, but other times it is up to us to make a change for ourselves. So now let's read from Science of mine. The winter sol- solstice signifies the sun's simultaneous death and rebirth. It's the time to leave mortal pain behind and adopt the healing of spirit. It's a time to be reborn. Here's a meditation. Imagine a beautiful altar made of light. Go to the altar and leave all you no longer need or want on it. That's right. Today is the day to let go and let God. When you are finished putting all your pain, the terrible memories, the shame, the guilt, everything you no longer need on the altar, watch the altar of light absorb it all. Watch it become light. Now look down and see a shallow pool of beautiful light at your feet. Step in it and let the light fill you up. Let it fill all the spaces that once held the stuff you just left behind. When you feel complete, step outside of the pool and return to your body in the room where you have been meditating. Let yourself be renewed. So, dear friends in the Spirit 111, I hope you enjoyed this little meditation. I went from the 26th, that's today, right? The day after the work of Christmas has yet become some Christmas meditation, some Christmas Eve in the winter solstice. So I pray for you. I keep you, your family, your friends, your faith, your community, your work, your health in my prayers. Um, don't forget to share your faith with family and friends. Stay blessed and a blessing. Cue the spirit. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Namaste.